Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station, Suns in four. Four minutes of nonstop Suns news, highlights, and takes on the team. Brought to you by 72 Sold, 72sold.com, where you can sell your home in 72 hours for thousands more than selling the traditional way. Suns in four. Yeah, uh, the Suns with three losses on the season going into last night. One of those three was ugly, and that was a road loss to Portland earlier this season where the Blazers blew them out. So time to maybe get revenge uh, for the Suns at Footprint Center last night with the Blazers in town. Things got off to a good start with some activity from the big man, JaVale McGee. The Bridges, he goes in for a jam. Very, very underrated passer, JaVel McGee. Yeah, McGee feeding Bridges for the dunk early on. That was the first bucket of the game for the uh, Suns, but uh, it was the Blazers who got off to a good start. They led by seven uh, in the first quarter after a Nasir Little pull-up, uh, 20 to 13. The second quarter, a different story for the uh, Phoenix Suns, and again, more activity from JaVale McGee. First ball back to McGee. McGee out on top now. Hands the ball to Cam Johnson. Now to McGee. He jams it on a nice, nice pass. Uh, McGee with the dunk that uh, pulled the, uh, actually gave the Suns a two-point lead, 32-30. to uh, Later on in the uh, ball game, as we fast forward into the third quarter, I believe, let me get my pages right. <laughs> Uh, we got uh, a continuation of what happened in the first half. 18 points for Frank Kaminsky. All you could say, Bick, is the dude was dialed in. Chris Paul over on the right side. Huh? Gets it out to Kaminsky. Three-pointer. Shazam! It's a Frank Kaminsky show tonight. And that show would continue a little bit later on to put the Suns up nine. Here's Cam Johnson. Takes it to the rim. Can't get him. Kaminsky with the follow-up on the rebound. And Kaminsky knocks it down. That ties his career high with 27 points. He wasn't done yet. 87-77 Suns going into the fourth quarter. Uh, Bick, you mentioned it. You know The, the, the Blazers got to within four uh, on a C.J. McCollum three-point yeah. shot. 93-89 with about seven minutes and 45 seconds to go. Chris Paul pacing himself. Uh, did it he, strike you the same way, though? Always does. Okay, and okay. He, he did it again last right. night. Ball out between the circles now. Ball waiting with it, waiting with it. Three-pointer. Shazam! Well, the Suns get the switch they want. You get Larry Nance Jr. on Chris Paul again, and he walks into a three. Yeah, that three-pointer by Paul with under two minutes to go. Put the Suns up by 13, and then it was just uh, having fun at that point. Kaminsky to Booker for three. Shazam! Oh, brother! Yeah, that made it 119-104, and it was all over but the shouting. And the fans will be on their feet. And one second, and this one is over, and the Suns win. The Suns win. And they did just what they had to do tonight, 119-109. to Al McCoy, the Hall of Famer, Tim Kempton on the call on the Suns Radio Network, 119-109. You have to take my word for it. Trust me. The, right. uh, the Blazers did score 44 baskets in that game. Just take my word. Okay. <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, I, I also know that going into the fourth quarter, there was uh, a little bit of anxiety after what went down against Sacramento when the Suns scored four, uh, 11 points in the fourth quarter that yes. night. And and then the Blazers making a push and then Frank responding and then Chris Paul making buckets. And there you go. What was the combined stat line for the Suns centers last night? Frank Kaminsky and JaVale McGee. 45 points, 15 rebounds. 
four assists and a block shot. Now imagine that. Imagine saying that the Sun centers combined for that stat line last night and DeAndre Ayton was not part of it. It's that is amazing. Crazy to consider, yep. isn't it? Yep. Uh, but in a lot of ways, just on paper, uh, when the Suns went into the season and you have bigs uh, collected like that, when, when Frank Kaminsky is your third big, and, and yeah, it looks crazy now because of the game he's had and, and how he's played recently, but it's an embarrassment of riches, really, at this point. Um, DeAndre Ayton has missed time, and DeAndre Ayton has been impactful in his in his time. Not consistently, uh, but I think he was showing strides before the injury. And the Suns haven't missed a beat. Yeah, They have the longest winning streak in the NBA yeah. right now without their starting center. Uh, and, and like I said, I, I love the Frank Kaminsky story. We talked about it already. At, at post-game, Frank Kaminsky really elaborated, and his voice started quivering at the end, and it is such a great human interest story of a guy that is challenging himself to be the baller that he thinks he is, that he was in college uh-huh. when he was a legitimate star of college basketball. Player of the year, national yeah. player of the year. And, 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 and Thorn in the side of right. the Arizona Wildcats. Right, right, and his head coach is on board with it. He's talking to him. Monty Williams, I know you've seen seen the video, but there's a video after the game where Frank's coming through the locker room and they're giving him the water treatment and they're giving him they're giving him the treatment, right? The heroes w- welcome, uh-huh. and Monty is involved. It's just gorgeous. It re- and, and so what I what I really like about last night's game is with all this other stuff swirling overhead on Planet Orange, and we are going to get to that story soon. This is a great story. This is proof that this basketball culture is elite, even if everybody else is wondering about other stuff in the organization. Because you've got campaign who came back because I want to be part of this. Frank Kaminsky dealing with all of this uncertainties about what where his future is going to be. Will he ever get security anywhere? Will he ever get a long-term commitment mm-hmm. from somebody? This is where I want to be. Yeah. Uh, Monty, you mentioned Monty's reaction. Uh, and, and look, Monty Williams is is usually a treasure when it comes to post game comments, win or lose. But in situations like this, it, it's cool to hear a head coach talk about a player like this. And here was his reaction to Frank Kaminsky's career night. I just found that out when we were bringing it in, and the guys told me that that was a career high for Frank. I was just excited for him. I felt like a kid, and they're just cheering for him because to do what he does every single day. I think I've said it. He's he's a pro. His ability to mentally stay locked in, emotionally stay even keeled, and understand that you know he may not get the call, he may get the call, and to do that day after day after day, and come back in the next day and get his work in and go home and have a great attitude um, says a lot about him. Yeah, it it does. It, it's a cool story. Uh, Team wide, the Suns shot it a little bit better from three point range last night. Uh, especially in the fourth quarter to put things away. They were 11-28, to 28, just under 40%. The defense was better. But as we talked mm. about, we, we meant, uh, mentioned this in our discussion with Al McCoy yesterday, a lot of three-point defense, not a lot, but uh, uh, you know, an amount of three-point defense mm-hmm. in the NBA these days is, is hoping your opponents miss. Yeah, right. And Portland missed a bunch. After they made just about everything they threw up in the first meeting between these two teams in Portland, they were 7 of 30 from three-point range uh, last night, they were two for 22 at one point. So they got hot late to keep yeah, it uh, right. keep it respectable, but Suns' defense better um, uh, against the three. 
And to do that last night without DeAndre Ayton and also Landry Shamit, who has made strides, he wasn't in the rotation, so the rotation was a little bit shorter mm-hmm. last night. It's a good win for the yeah, Saints. Yes, I agree. I agree. And and the story of Frank is the the shining light of the game. They've now won six games in a row. This guy is playing terrific. It speaks to some uh, front court real quality front court depth going forward. That's a good night for the basketball team. I totally agree with you. Really uh, is. And uh, one more uh, from Chris Paul last night, and you mentioned it uh, about pacing and how he gets better as the game goes on. Yeah. He acknowledged that himself last night. It's crazy, but uh, you know, sometimes I feel like I feel better late in games. I know at times Coach sort of trying to watch my minutes or whatnot, but I actually feel better probably when I play more, you know, because you're just, you're just out there. But it's balanced. We got such a deep team, and I, I love what we have and the way that we, we all sort of piggyback and play off one another. It's such a reassuring feeling if you're a Suns fan, and it's not always going to be there. Yeah, Sometimes you're going to flip the switch and nothing is going to happen. But when in a close game, when you have Chris Paul on the floor and he can manipulate and get to wherever he wants, and we saw it time after time in the playoffs last year, it's such a reassuring feeling knowing that you got one of the all-time closers on your team. Oh, no doubt about it. It's <laughs> that yeah, that is so cutthroat, it's so reassuring, so comforting. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yep, Suns now uh, hit the road. They will be in Memphis tomorrow night to start a three-game road trip uh, and then back home uh, a week from last night at uh, Footprint Center, but the longest winning streak in the league intact uh, and it belongs to the Phoenix Suns. Coming up, Cardinals still getting ready for the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. And still a lot of questions on who's going to be in uniform and who's not. We'll get into the latest next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Ninety-eight seven FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Dan Bickley, Vince Murata. Bickley and Murata Mornings. No, we'll... we'll practice um but wednesday like i said we'll continue to be smart on that they monitor who's up who's not um and and really try to get to the bye week um with that in mind after the bye week once we're refreshed re-energized uh we'll take it from there but as we kind of have a bunch of injuries mounting and and head towards that point we're going to be smart Cliff Kingsbury on the uh, challenges he's facing as head coach after uh, just a laundry list of players on the injury report from Wednesday. Uh, so much so that Cliff Kingsbury called an audible uh, on practice, and that was, we're not really practicing. We're going to do a walkthrough. Um, so I, I don't know how to take that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you take it that it you know, it was necessitated by the injuries, and then you see DNP next to somebody's name, but there wasn't really a practice, so what did they miss? I, I, I it, It's kind of a weird situation to be yeah. in. Yeah, no, I, I think what it was was a lot of guys showing up to the facility in the morning, heading right to the training room, and then the trainer's coming to Cliff going, we got an issue here. we, <laughs> we got to hire more we, trainers. Yeah, we do. We, <laughs> We're we, going to need a bigger boat. Right, we're, yeah, right, exactly. we need a bigger room here. And so you, then they just decide to punt on practice. It's It's... It's a sign of where this football team is at. And once again, I think the Cardinals um, really got lucky in terms of where their bye week is scheduled this year. And I really do think they're looking at it that way. They're looking at, okay, we need to get through these next couple of games and we need to get to the bye week. And when we get out of the bye week, that's our push to a championship. Yeah. And, And so that's why I think when you look at Kyler Murray... It's going to be very interesting to see what they do, what they do with him. I'll be curious to see how DeAndre Hopkins responds and if he's back to being, you know, 
the guy that can show up and play on, on Sunday? Because that, it sounded to me like Cliff, uh, out of all the people, Cliff Kingsbury wasn't as worried about DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, here was the update on, on Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, and A.J. Green from the head coach. Yeah, Kyler and uh, Hop still day-to-day. Uh, hopefully they progress throughout this week, and, and then A.J. is still in the protocol as of today, but we're hoping that that will change within the next couple of days. Yeah, that seems to be kind of the end of that, based on other examples on, on COVID-19 protocols for, for vaccinated players, when they when they do land on the list, seems like A.J. Green should be coming toward the end of that, mm-hmm. don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. So that's um that to me it's it's I I think that the Panthers being your opponent here I think you can beat them a number of ways so it's uh, I think that the way the schedule is falling out this is also a break I mean look at what's going down in the NFL this weekend in the NFC West okay you've got Green Bay and you've got Seattle and you may might have this return of quarterbacks Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. and if both play both will be playing on the fly you know what I mean? Without True. having a right, and, and then you've got the Rams and the Forty ers on Monday night, and that's going to be the debut of Von Miller, and that's going to be a San Francisco Forty ers team that hasn't won a home game in forever, and and that pressure is building now. Oh yeah, because I mean, go back to last year. Uh, not only did they not win at home, they didn't mm-hmm. get to play at home very much. Home mm-hmm. for them was Glendale, <laughs> was yeah. State Farm Stadium for the second part of the season. Remember that we I think it was the week early in the season, maybe when the Cardinals had the Jaguars, everybody else in the division had a real tough game, and I remember our narrative was let them beat themselves up, we'll get through this simple game easily, and it wasn't quite so easy, True. but but it, it, it did occur that way. So the the everything, in my opinion, so far Injuries aside, have been breaking very well for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, now, the, the the issue of not practicing, Kyler Murray obviously was one of those DNPs in the walkthrough yesterday. Here was Kyler Murray on that. And I think the more the more you don't practice, the more you kind of feel yourself like, um, you know, it just feels like you're kind of getting away from it, you know, in a sense. But I think, um, you know, I think I'm one of those guys that's able to kind of hone in and, and you know, not be able to do that for maybe some time and get back out there and, and still, you know, play at a high level. I think, obviously, for anybody, it's human nature to, you know, maybe, you know, those those reps are crucial. But, um, no, nah, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty confident, in, you know, when I do come back, uh, that, that'll be fine. All right, so when he comes back, Cliff Kingsbury mentioned it, being smart uh-huh. and using the bye week as kind of a – a checkpoint, if you will. You mentioned it too that after the after the bye week, that'll be the full push towards the uh, playoffs for the Cardinals. Kyler Murray talked about that too. The what if? What about you know? How good can the Cardinals be if fully healthy? I think the sky's the limit. You know, I think uh, I think I, I know we believe that, uh, and I think you know people watching us are starting to kind of believe that. But that really doesn't matter. But um, I think you know if we if we can continue to uh, you know cover. Um, and, and get all fully healthy or get close to it, uh, you know, I think we got a great chance to do what we all want to do. And, uh, I mean, it's a long season. I don't think any, really any team is, is perfectly healthy, and you're, not, you're probably not going to be that. So um, we just got to step up to the plate and can keep executing and keep playing together. Yeah, the level of belief with this team is good. We've talked so much about the vibe and the energy with this team, and it's, you know, it, it, it grows when you continue to stack up wins. Uh, and I do think it's impossible to 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 measure this, but I do think the Cardinals have done a good job as you know a full team unit 
of blocking out the noise, of mm-hmm. blocking out the criticisms that they get or the lack of belief nationally that they get. Um, their one loss was a game that they had in their grasp to win. Yeah. They make one play, they win that football a, game. A night when they did not play well at all. No. And still had a chance to win it at the end, which mm-hmm. which also tells you a lot. Yeah. But that tells you a lot about a team, too, mm-hmm. and it goes back to that veteran leadership and the and the guys that they brought in. And some of those guys aren't playing right now. J.J. Yeah. Watt um, among them. But uh, I think that has trickled down, and that that's kind of the belief level of this team. Um that they they have been able to block out a lot of that outside noise. Yeah, well, or 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 we think they can. Who knows what they talk about behind behind closed doors in their locker room? They might they might chat about this stuff all the time. Their disrespects and all that. I mean, the JJ Watt thing. Maybe we're just better. That came from someplace, right? It did. Um, yeah, it, it's. I I really think that this is this is good because the Cardinals had the number one seed in the NFL and they defended it. I think four weeks or they had it alone by themselves for four weeks. They lost it that night against the Packers. They've got it back now. Yeah. So how jealously do they guard that? Do they do they really kind of, anybody who's just kind of iffy, are they counseling them? Just, if you're not right for this game, we'll find somebody else to do your job. I don't know. It, it, it sounds like when you hear Cliff Kingsbury talk, he's got this thing mapped out to the point where um, being smart with guys in these next couple of weeks are going to be paramount. You don't want to exacerbate somebody's issue in the next two weeks that compromises them for what comes after the bye. Yeah. But also, I I don't think you can get overwhelmed by that feeling of we have to be careful because nothing is guaranteed. We saw that time and time again, especially last week in the NFL. The Carolina Panthers have pride. they got professional players, and they're going to have a backup quarterback at, at the helm, but... They're trying to win games too, so it's a balance, and I think uh, you know that that's got to be one of the chores yeah. and, and tasks for the for the Cardinals like this said, week. If if Jacksonville can beat the Bills, anything can happen in any week. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Right? I agree. Coming up next, Sarah Cazell gets us uh, caught up on the big stories of the day, as only she can. The Rush Hour reboot is straight ahead. It's Pickley and Murata mornings, ninety-eight-seven FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Rush Hour Reboot. Rush Hour Reboot. Setting you up to speed on everything happening in sports this morning. Brought to you by Brooklyn Betting. That's American-owned and American-dreamed Brooklyn Betting. All right, welcome into the Rush Hour Reboot, everyone, and to Bickley and Murata Mornings, if you are joining us for the first time, as I see a few of you are in our Twitter mentions. Hey, welcome. I... Thanks for hopping on with us. I'm Sarah Cazell taking you through the top stories of the morning with Dan Bickley, Vince Murata, and uh, old salmon shorts, Jarrett Carlin. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Let's start off with the Phoenix Suns. Frank Kaminsky, the hero last night for the Suns. 31 points and 7 boards in 32 minutes played last night. After the game, he got uh, noticeably emotional talking about his NBA journey and and proving himself along the way. You know, you hear a lot of things about yourself that are hard to swallow. Um, And, you know, I've fallen into the trap before of thinking that I have to prove everyone else wrong instead of proving myself right. And that's a big thing for me this year is just I want to be who I think that I am and just go out there and prove it to myself, not let anyone else dictate, you know, what's going to happen with me. You know, my career and my life is in my hands and I want to make the most of it. Does anyone else get teary hearing yes, that? I love hearing it. Oh, the emotion I love, in his voice. Love, love it. It's 
I want to run through a damn wall right now. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, like, I'm actually. Like I do. If I could get <laughs> up out of this chair right now, <laughs> I would run through a wall. Right. Sweatpants Vinny is not Sweatpants in shape Vinny. to be doing that just yet, but when he has the energy. Uh, what can you guys say about the journey that Frank Kaminsky has gone on, not only through the NBA, but just with the Suns itself, bouncing it's, back and forth last I, I call it inspiring because it, this is a guy, like I said, who is just, it, he, he's just shooting his shot. And, yes. and I love that. I love the fact that he is not going to accept the narrative that he is just a fringe bench guy that might give you uh, a couple of good games here and there. I, I just love it. I, I, it's so inspiring to see a guy that committed to a vision of who he wants to be. Yes. Well, and it, it's refreshing, too, because, I mean, the league is littered with guys who had had success at the college level. And for whatever reason, it just doesn't translate to pro success. And... You know, Frank Kaminsky was a lottery pick. Yeah, he was yeah, drafted before Devin yeah. Booker. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, think about in that, that same wild? draft. But yeah. you know, he's he's worked hard to get to this point, and and I hope, I, man, if, if he can keep this up, the Suns Wait, are going to be in really good shape. Can you repeat that again? <laughs> Frank Kaminsky was drafted above Devin Booker. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't that just hit weird? Yes, it's, it's different. It's, it's, it's it different. It yes. hits. Listen, yeah, listen, the Devin Booker thing is because Devin Booker, his stated goal is be legendary. And Frank Kaminsky's going, why can't that be my goal? Yeah. And he's good. He's shooting his shot. I love it. I just love the story. I yeah. really do. Kaminsky saying be legendary. Yeah. Okay. Right. See what I'm saying? Sure. Drafted by Michael Jordan. Yeah. Michael Let's Jordan go, saw something right. in him. Three right. of the top 14 picks in that draft on the Suns roster right now. Wow. Cameron Payne went one spot uh, after Devin Booker. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Now, whenever D.A. returns, DeAndre Ayton, how do you guys see the rotation shaking out with the bigs? Minutes distribution for for Ayton, JaVale McGee, and Frank Kaminsky. How do you think that'll look? Kaminsky gets 48. The other two get scraps. No, stop it. <laughs> stop it. What did you say earlier on Twitter? Salmon shorts? <laughs> Wired and tired? Explain said, that. Uh, that's hard to... Okay. It's a meme. Uh, tired. DeAndre Ayton, or give DeAndre Ayton the max. Wired, give Kaminsky the max, a lifetime contract, and partial ownership of the Suns. I like that. No, realistically, I, I like mean, that. Ayton's going to come in and he's going to play his minutes when he gets back up to speed. I do think there is a debate to be had. Uh, JaVale McGee's been good. Frank Kaminsky's been really good. Does, does Frank Kaminsky create spots now for himself to play some backup four minutes? I, I, yeah. don't, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. Monty Williams has, has some decisions to make. Mm-hmm. Good decisions to make. Yeah, yeah. But, but Monty Williams is clearly invested in this story. Yeah. Because Frank came to him and said, I want this. Can you help me get there? So it's we'll see. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how it's going to divvy out. I, I think, you know, when DA gets back. When? You didn't say <laughs> if. You said when. I was, I was pondering adding it. <laughs> Um, when DeAndre Ayton gets back, he's got to have most of the minutes. But again, it's like Frank Kaminsky last night was executing the pick and roll to perfection. Chris Paul said after the game, he's always where he needs to be. He said it earlier in the week, too. He's like point guard's dream. Yeah. And so th- there, that's a lot that D.A. can learn from right there. So we'll see. Sure. All right, let's move to the Cardinals. Uh, they are expected to get past the Carolina Panthers with ease on Sunday, favored by... Something double digits, I don't remember. But yesterday, Isaiah Simmons, he spoke about the Cowboys' shocking loss to the Broncos last week and the Bills' even more shocking loss, at least in my opinion, uh, to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The NFL, I mean, it's, 
it's 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 just so strange. Anybody can beat you any given day. Um, everybody, everybody's getting paid. You know, everybody's an NFL football player. So you you could lose any given day if you're not coming on your A game. So I feel like everybody just being able to see that and knowing that that could easily be us. And you know, I feel like last year that was us. We lost some games that I feel like we wish we could have got back. So okay. With how long the injury report is for the Cardinals right now, and just let down games in general, are you guys at all concerned about the Cardinals beating the Panthers? Uh, concern? I don't know. I, it's I, I'm not I'm not really worried about it. I, I think that they've shown they can be a dangerous team. I think any I think last week proved that most every NFL team has got a good game in them. Yeah. And Matt Rule had a real good handle on Cliff Kingsbury the last time they played, but the Cardinals' offense is different this time. P.J. Walker, if he's the guy, I, I don't know. It's just I'm, I'm trying to be respectful, but I'm not really concerned. Yeah, the the requisite amount of built-in respect for any NFL opponent, and I think that those games last week happening before the Cardinals have a game like this, where they're littered with injuries and they're playing a team that's ravaged themselves with and, and struggling yeah. like Carolina. This is a good. Good reminder for Cliff Kingsbury to say, look what happened. If you don't take care of your business, this could happen to you, too, and nobody wants that. Right. No, no, indeed they do not. All right, let's go to Thursday night football. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, they're playing the Dolphins in Miami tonight. Um, Earlier this week on ESPN, Ryan Clark was beside himself about Lamar Jackson and how in the world he is not running away with MVP right now. Because if you watch that football team, there is no more MVP-ish type performer than Lamar Jackson is right now. They only win if he plays excellent. I mean, not like a little good, right? Not average. Not good enough. He has to play excellent for them to win football games. And they win football games. They're not supposed to because of him. That's what an MVP is, Greedy. (laughs) Man, voice got real real high toward the end there. (laughs) And that's how you know he means it. Yes. What would Lamar Jackson need to do tonight or throughout the rest of the season to get himself back as the front runner in the MVP conversation since apparently Matt Stafford is the front runner right now. That's ridiculous. Can he can can That's Lamar Jackson ridiculous. do that? Uh, I mean, this might be a game where he's sitting out a quarter plus because Miami's so bad, but to Ryan Clark's point, and I don't disagree that Lamar Jackson is near the top of the list of MVP candidates, but as a just I mean and look at it one metric. He's got one game of, of a triple digit quarterback rating all season mm-hmm. long. And that was an excellent game that he played against Indianapolis. But you know, he's he's thrown so he's been turnover prone a little bit. He runs a lot. Um he's he's fantastic, but it's not like he's playing lights out every single week. He's been very good. Yeah, um I I, I think he's been incredible. I, I think that Tonight is a big, big platform. I think he is one of the more compelling, exciting players to watch. And I think it's very possible he puts out the kind of game that does make him the front runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said the stat earlier. There's only one quarterback in the history of the NFL who has ever thrown 40 or more passes in a game while also running the ball 20 or more times. Lamar Jackson has done it twice in his career. Nobody else has ever done that in NFL history. Wow. And that's carrying a heavy load. He's These are designed runs, too. This is not... Okay, I'm gonna. I'm throwing this pass now. Oh, I'm scrambling. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them are. You're, yeah. you're right. And a lot more so than like Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray. Without sure. a doubt. 
And Dan, to your point, he does have the platform tonight. Nobody's yeah. expecting Ravens-Dolphins to be a great game, but it is the it is the platform for him to show out and show off. They could also, the Ravens as a team, can pull away from the every week a different team is the best team in the AFC yes. mix. If they do that, themselves. that'll be. Yeah. Great point. And quickly, let's uh, touch on college football. We briefly spoke to uh, spoke about, spoke really spoke about <laughs> the we're all just killing it this morning. Uh, the college football playoff rankings that came out on Tuesday night. The top six: it's Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati at number five, Michigan at number six. So, Dan and Vince, what do you think is more likely? Oregon at number three stays in that top four, makes the playoff. Or Cincinnati, still unbeaten, 9-0, makes the playoff. Three games left. (laughs) Oregon has Washington State at home at Utah, hosts Oregon State. Cincinnati is at South Florida, hosting SMU at East Carolina. I've uh, I've seen Cincinnati play twice this year, and I'm of the belief that they can hang. Uh, Now, I may be in the minority on this. I just don't know if they're going to get the opportunity. I also, like Vinny, think Oregon is going to trip over Oregon State. because Oregon a- might lose twice. They're going to lose to Utah, too. Uh, here's what's going to happen. Neither one of those scenarios is likely. If I had to pick between the two, I would say Cincinnati because their schedule is way easier. I think Oregon State, Oregon will lose at least once. But I, I, I got real bored over the weekend, so I started doing some research on the history of, of college football playoff voting. Ooh, very and bored. it's shaping up this way again. There's a team that's M.O. in all of this is to sneak in in that last poll, and it's Oklahoma. Mm. They always start down in the in the teens, and they move up. They're that's ninth true. right now. They're still undefeated. Eighth. They play, uh, eighth. They're eighth, yes. Uh, they play in the Big 12. They're going to be the team that claims that fourth spot. Oklahoma's still 9-0. and Yeah. But had a couple close. There. I told you what's going to happen. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, all, you heard all, it here first. All three of those teams are going to make it. So, so Alabama's going to fall out. Yeah, they're gonna, Alabama's going to get destroyed by Georgia, and they're not going to put in a two-loss Alabama team oh, over. Watch them. I'll bet you guys are the inside. Not over. That not really over. must be believing that the city of Atlanta now the sun is shining on them, not, and maybe they are. Maybe with the Braves and with hey, the Falcons hey, last week. We've seen the we've people seen of Athens are pissed that you're lumping that's them true. in with Atlanta. That's right. <laughs> It's pretty They're close, special. though, isn't it? Yeah, within like an hour or something. Yeah. Well, no, Georgia Tech know. is in it's, Atlanta. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. They're not going to make know. Georgia Tech will not make the playoffs. There, I told you that's going to happen. That's Georgia Tech Rambler. has got this famous fast food place called the Varsity that everybody Ooh. it's it's super overrated, but everybody flocks there. Like it's like you have to do it if you're in Georgia. Every college city Georgia's probably has one of those places. Food. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. We're all rebooted now, yes. which is good because we need the energy going into the Thursday edition of Mock My World. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is uh, straight ahead. It's Pickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Pickley and Murata. Mock my world. Stop mocking me! Brought to you by V's Barbershop. Yeah, Thursdays we have a little fun. It's Mock My World. That's where the four members of the show, Dan Bickley, myself, Jarrett Carlin, and Sarah Cazell, engage in a four-round snake-style draft on the subject that is... Tickling our fancy for that week. Uh, last week on Mock My World, in honor of San Francisco, the 49ers, the gold rush, we did all things gold. I love gold. Isn't that weird? And my strategy of picking a gold member in the second round did not pay off. Uh, I finished in last place. Wow. Uh, 13%. Jared Carlin, 
Almost 1,000 votes cast on uh, Bickley underscore Murata on Twitter. 31.6% of the votes. Very Jared, close overall vote, though. Yeah, Jarrett the champion. Uh, Sarah, 30.4%. Bick with a respectable 25%. And I uh, brought up the rear 13%. Um, I like today's topic a lot. All right. Courtesy mm. of uh, Sarah Cazell, who came up with this one. Sayings and cliches in sports... That absolutely drive you up a yes. wall. Overused, annoying. Yes. Uh, there's a lot to choose from. Mm-hmm. There is a lot to choose from when We've, you actually think about it. Oh, yeah. We probably talked about some of them or I used some of them on the Today Show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. In reverse order of last week's results, I will have the first pick. Bick, you'll go second. Sarah, third. Jarrett, fourth. Uh, and then uh, we'll snake it around four rounds. Uh, so with the number one overall pick. In uh, this week's Mock My World, the sports cliche or saying that drives me up the wall the most, mm-hmm. must win game. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I thought you were going to say mustache, not a mustache. <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah. Drives us nuts in a great way. Must win game because it's almost always used incorrectly, if in the literal sense. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. if you want to get literal about it, that's has to be an elimination game. Exactly. So, uh, must-win game is off the board. Bick, you're up. Okay, my w- pick will be one day slash game at a time. Mm, that's such a good one. One game. Taking it one Quality. game at a time. Slash time. game at a time. All right. The same thing. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Now, we, again, to, to clarify, it's saying, popular sayings or cliches. Yes. Right? You can go either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. It doesn't necessarily need to be a cliche, no, but can right. be a cliche. Mine does not only apply to sports, but is so often used in sports. It is what it is. Oh, that's a great one. What a waste of words. <laughs> and at least some of them are the same word that they reuse in the same sentence. <laughs> They're doubling up. You're right. All right. I got two picks here. And I'm going with what I usually do in Mock My World is I give 110%. That's oh, good. yes. And as we know on the Bickley and Murata Morning Show, there is no I in team. No I in team. Okay. There is in Bickley, though. There is in Bickley. There is. There is in Vince. There is in Vince. <laughs> Not in Jarrett or Sarah. There is, there is in Jarrett and in Carlin for some. a lot of the people that spell my name online. That is that true. Hate me. That's true. I thought my, my last name was misspelled a lot. Your first name just gets... Yeah. Butchered on a weekly basis. We have uh, the His great. His name's not Jared. The great Max Starks, who we love, wonderful friend of the show. He misspells my name so badly in text, almost none of the letters are the, the correct letter. <laughs> it's very hard to do. Ferret? J E R O D. Oh, no. Anyway. Not even his name. Okay. I love him. Uh, you made both your picks, Jared? I did. Jared? Gerard? He gave 110% of his picks. Oh, sure did. Okay. I am going to take. First guy in, last guy out. <laughs> That's a good one. First one in the building, yes. last First one to guy. leave. We get really? it. <laughs> All right. Have a life. Uh, back to you, Bick. No one respected slash believed in us. <laughs> oh, that's such a good one. No one believed. Yes. Oh, that's such a good one. I'm just going to call it the disrespect card. It's right. overused yeah. so right. much. It's oh, so annoying. Horribly. Oh, that is a horribly. That's a great one. And you got it in the second. That's yeah. a great value that pick is a, right there. <laughs> great value. <laughs> <laughs> there you go right there. That's funny. Um, I'm going to go with um, it's not over till it's over. And I'm going away from the cliche, and I'm going more to the saying with my third pick. 
I absolutely hate it in football when color analysts describe defensive ends and edge rushers as pinning their ears back <laughs> and getting after the quarterback. Yes! Drives me <laughs> That's <good>. insane. Pinning <laughs> their ears back. Pinning their ears back. All right, your third round pick, Bick. Wow. Okay. Back um, to you. Yeah, <laughs> back to me. <laughs> Um. Okay. Um. Something that drives me insane, and it's not you. You guys are not going to relate to it. The phrase "golf shot," because you're not playing tennis, but everybody Refer- in golf calls so, it a golf shot. Referring to a golf shot what as a, a golf, golf shot. shot. Yeah. yeah, that's a tremendous golf shot. That would be like saying that's a great football throw. Yes, that's <laughs> and they do it. Constantly in golf. Or that's a golf great shot. baseball pitch right yeah. there. Yes. Golf yeah. shot. That's a good one. All right. Sarah? Okay. Something that drives me nuts. This is not necessarily a cliche, but it is a sports phrase or something that's used in sports all the time that drives me insane. World champions. Uh, North American champions. Right. Wrong. The U.S. and Canada. See, okay. I disagree with this one completely. Because people always say this about the World Series and this, that, and the other. Yeah. These are the best players in the world. Right. They just happen to be playing in an American league, but they're all the best players in the world competing for a world championship. So I disagree. The no, first I, one I, I, is I, that I disagree with. I think Sarah's right. I think, I think it, Sarah's right, too. It's very arrogant. Of course you it's are. Very it's, xenophobic. Sports. Sports. Yes. it's very xenophobic. Yes. It's very xenophobic. It's not. Just, uh, it is. Okay. It's not a world championship. It's a league championship. The best league. It's it's the, not the world. It's the best players in the world, though. It's all the best. All right. Anyway, so but not necessarily the best teams. <laughs> all right. So my <laughs> turn. You got two picks. Jared? I got my last two picks here. Make it snappy here. And like I feel like when all you guys are getting up with me, my back's against the wall. Oh, oh that's a good one. Ah! That's a good one. Your back against the wall. And this is similar to the it is what it is. But hey, a win's a win. Of course a win's a win. What else would a win be? (laughs) You can't define something Uh, by using this own thing. All right, so there uh, you go. That's my last pick. That's a great one. All right, Sarah. Cliches, overused sayings, all that stuff in sports. Drive you up a wall. Okay, this was the uh, inspiration for this week's Mock My World topic. Next man up. Ooh. And it lasted all the way up uh, until the fourth round. All the way to the fourth round. Next Next man man up up is off the board. very overused. All right, Bick. All right, my last pick in honor of Spencer Keatsman, the awful, atrocious, terrible use of the word tutty. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Wait, does he use that seriously? He did. That One day, when he filled in for you, I thought Bick when was he gonna... filled in for you on an update, he used the word tutty in the update. And I came on, I said, he's banned. He's banned from the show forever. I thought oh. Bick was going to crash through the, <laughs> crash through, uh, the, you can't crash through that glass, but he was going to try. Ew. But I called Sp- him out immediately <laughs> on the air. I Good. did. I did. I hate that. But Spencer is capable of excellent golf shots. That is true. That's one thing about him. Uh, All right. Last pick in the draft. Last pick in the draft. It's just funny to me, like, when... You're previewing a game and in a press conference setting, a coach or a player says, you know, they could be playing a team that, I don't know, has lost 20 straight college football games. They got a good team over there. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> I thought you were going to say any given Sunday. That is overused. 
Defense wins championships. That's they definitely get, overused. They got a good team over Take there. Take what the defense gives you. They're not giving you anything. The guy answered the bell. Out physicaled drives me crazy. <laughs> that's not that's not real. Out physicaled. Yeah. Right. Selling like hotcakes, even though that's not sports. <laughs> That it could be on the ticket realm. Who's buying hotcakes? That's my point. There was a big hotcake boom in the turn of the previous <laughs> yeah, century. Really I missed was. it. Dang. All right, we'll get this up on Twitter somehow and allow you to vote. I don't think Jared's got to work. You might have to go back to the days of creating a graphic. Screenshots, yeah. Um, my team must win game. It's not over till it's over. Pinning their ears back, and they got a good team over there. Bix got one uh, game at a time. Uh, nobody respected us. Golf shot and tutty. Sarah went with it is what it is. First guy in, last guy out, world champions and next man up. Jared's got 110%, no I in team. Uh, backs against the wall, and a, a win is a win. Sayings and cliches that drive you nuts in sports. We'll get this up on Twitter. You determine the winner of Mock My World. Bick's got your blast next. Bickley and Murata, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.